it's time to expand online. Hi, I'm Jamie Sletsky, and this is the podcast where we break down the tech and strategies that successful hands-on entrepreneurs just like you use to translate their services into online products. There is no fluff. There is no overwhelm. There is no shame. Let's get to it. It's time for you to expand online. Hey there, this is episode 123 of the Expand Online podcast and the first podcast episode in ages with a guest. My guest today is Whitney Euland. Whitney is an actor, writer, director, and life coach. In her coaching practice, she works with actors, artists, and creatives who feel kind of stuck emotionally and in their careers. Together, they work on how to create more abundance, happiness, and results. I generally say that when you expand online, you can do so in a manner that is like 100% in alignment with your offline career, taking apples and making apples. Or you can dig into a passion or mission and use that in an online means to achieve something greater. That's kind of like taking apples and creating a fruit salad. This is what Whitney has done. She is a prime example of this latter approach. You are going to love this conversation. So let's get into it. Whitney, welcome to the Expand Online podcast. This is going to be such a fun conversation because I find that the best way to share how expanding your business outside of what you've always done into what you're doing now is by showcasing people like you who have marched in the footsteps that people are kind of listening to the podcast for to be inspired by. So before we go all the way into what you are doing now and where you came from and all of the fun twists and turns that have taken you where you never expected. Let's make sure people know at least a little bit about you. Sure. Yeah. So thank you so much for having me first off. Um, My name is Whitney Euland, and I am a trained uh, writer, singer, dancer, actor. I went to school for musical theater. Um, After graduating college, studied at Upright Citizens Brigade for comedy. Uh, I worked a lot in commercials. I've done film, television, theater, um, all the things. And then about, I guess it was a year and a half ago now, a little bit longer, um, I certified as a life coach. I had had a life coach myself and for about three years. And it just really, I love like the whole premise of your podcast is about, you know, expanding. And for me, that really has been what my journey is. Um, and I think working with a life coach just really helped me expand what I thought was possible for myself and to really grow into a bigger version of myself, have more of an impact, more of a reach. And I was so inspired by that, that I certified myself uh, through the same, the life coach school, which is where I had gotten coaching and have been in business for over a year now. Um, So now I work with artists, predominantly people that kind of means different things. You know, there are some people who are pursuing, you know, acting full time or writing full time or filmmaking full time. But I also do have creatives that have other you know, passions, or maybe they grew up in the arts and now they're working corporate or work in creative fields or digital fields or whatever, but kind of those um, creative minds that are looking to create more in their lives. Um, A lot of, 
I think especially artists kind of grow up with this mentality that, you know, I don't know, you have to be a struggling artist and you're going to be poor forever and you're going to be, <laughs> I don't know, just like pounding the pavement. And um, I don't know. I just want to show people that there's more available to them and that as we all expand to our full potential, we're able to have such a bigger impact and become like a more deliberate, better version of ourselves. Totally makes sense. And I love it. I feel like we are like on the same journey, but coming at it from very different angles of we want to make sure that artists and creatives have the best opportunity to express themselves. And that was something that you found when you were trying to figure out, okay, am I going to be able to be on stage forever? Or am I going to have to, you know, hang up the dance shoes at some point in time and get a quote unquote real job? I think that's a lot of what people wonder. A lot of yeah. people wonder is, can I continue to just be creative and find a way to express myself in a way that makes a lifetime of income and a lifetime of impact? I think a lot of us in the creative space and artists want to create an impact and need to make the money, Yeah, but we want to also make sure that we are... Um, not just doing it for one or the other, but finding that balance. And I mean, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you onto the podcast was because you obviously went through something that said, okay, I have this wonderful background. I have this, you know, I went to school for musical theater and I have all of these skills, but you knew, or you thought you knew, or you wanted to explore how to move forward from that. And so let's talk about that, kind of where you were when you realized that you wanted to hire a life coach, and then kind of where you were after you finished working with your coach and said, this is what I want to do to empower others. Yeah. So I, I think a um, key, I guess, theme in my story is that I kept finding myself like achieving a goal and then being like, okay, now what? Achieving something and be like, okay, I'm still not happy. I still want more. Like there's just, I just kind of felt like the finish line was always out of reach or I would hit a finish line and I still was kind of feeling miserable or trapped. And I realized I just was feeling really dependent on whatever circumstances were in my life for how I felt, <laughs> right? Like it was like, if I get cast, then I'm happy for like a day or two or a week or two. And then I'm back to being like, wait, I wanted more. There's something, you know, now it's the next job, the next audition, like in our, in the creative industry, no job lasts forever. Or if it does, I mean, then like, you know, if you have a long contract, us creatives like want more always right and mm -hmm, like want mm -hmm. a, a new project something more fulfilling and one of the things that I think is really damaging that we're taught as artists like I remember people like we would have guest speakers come to my university who like had won Tony Awards and be like if there's anything else you can do then do that because this is too hard and I don't think that's a very helpful narrative like I get what people are saying you know like if like if you're not really passionate about this, then do something you are passionate about because it, you can find more stability. But for me, that was kind of damaging because I did have a lot of other interests. I had a minor in psychology in college that I ended up dropping because I had this narrative that I needed to do all or nothing in my creative pursuits. And I mm. think that that can be really damaging because I ended up just cutting off 
myself from, you know, opportunities to follow. Like I ended up coming back to that passion, obviously. That's why I'm a life coach. But I cut that off for a while. And as artists, like we need opinions, uh, opinions, we need life experiences. And I think that that narrative that it's like all or nothing or you have to do this or or you don't want it badly enough is really not helpful. And I think also I like to think about like my career as an artist as like a baby or like a toddler or a kid or something now that mm-hmm. I'm I'm nurturing that career. You know, I'm still I still write and I am still selling scripts and auditioning and doing all those things. But I can't expect it to give me everything that I need because it's still a baby, right? Like I'm not at the point in my career that it's supporting a thousand percent of everything. It's not giving me everything I need financially, right? And Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. for me, I think opening up and being like, oh, I have other interests that can support that and help me nurture that has been the most freeing thing. And so that's something, you know, I work with a lot of my clients is like, you're putting so much pressure on your creative ambitions that you're sucking all the fun out of it. And you're just putting too much pressure on something that's not really sustainable yet. And so it ends up backfiring. And so I do think it's like so important to find things that do work, you know, in parallel, in tandem with your creative goals, because you need to stop putting all the pressure on them. (laughs) And also (laughs) it, it does like inform them if you can use those other talents, those other skills, those other interests, like that's just going to make you a better artist. Oh, I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that was something that um, like with working with a coach, I really found, you know, those are some of the limiting beliefs that I had, but finding a lot more of them and really questioning, is that creating the life that I wanted? And I think when I started it, I was like, I would just be happy if I was getting cast in plays pretty regularly. And I realized since then, it's like, no, I actually want to be like a showrunner on a TV show. Like I want to like I have this this goal now, this vision of what I want my legacy to be. And that includes a lot of mentorship with coaching, but also a development program for other people's work. And that includes producing my own work and acting in my own work and writing, you know. So I, I feel like now my goals are just so much more expansive than just the mm-hmm. limited view that I had, which I don't think I ever would have even envisioned for myself if I had just stuck with that narrative that like, oh, you're a struggling artist and your only jobs available are like, catering and nannying right like that, <laughs> that kind of is the narrative that we're fed and it's like and if you want to do anything else then you don't want this badly enough so yeah I think that's kind of where the journey has taken me to this point and just really expanding and um, seeing how many more how many like how much more influential my voice can be by opening up and stop limiting myself and stop treating my creative ambitions like a fully fledged adult. <laughs> That I, I, yeah, that that is such a good visual. And, you know, I mean, as as a mom, I can totally see, yeah, my kids, they can't do what we can do because they're not full-fledged adults yet. And, and then I also look at them and say, but they're so willing to try. They're mm-hmm. so willing to fail. Mm-hmm. They're so willing to be vulnerable. And I think that part of what I love about working with artists who are expanding, whether it's exactly what they do in the offline space, bringing that online, or someone like you who says, okay, I am going to keep my creative outlet as this, but I am going to expand my business by becoming a coach or by teaching or by whatever it is, is that 
you get to the point where you are creating a legacy, like you were talking about, you're creating a container where you have more opportunity to be Mm -hmm. creative. You Mm -hmm. have more opportunity to dig into your art and to become better at your craft because you're not relying on it to be your everything. We are all all multi-passionate people. There Mm -hmm. is no question about it. Even the person that you think is just like straight and narrow has no other passions. They just want to be the accountant or the lawyer or whatever it is. They are multi-passionate as well. But as creatives and as artists, there's a lot more things that we like to dabble in. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it can be really scary to add, you know, if it's an online business or for me, like becoming an entrepreneur and starting my own thing can be scary because again, it feels like you're like taking a step back or I don't know, I heard a lot too, like those who can't do teach. And it's like, that's such an unhelpful narrative. Like you could do both or, Mm -hmm. and helping others. And I think just letting go of that narrative that it has to be a step back just because it, it actually can be a huge expansion. And like you were saying, just like really amplify your voice on what you, what you see as possible for yourself. Absolutely. And that's the whole idea is that we are sitting here in 2020 and there's a pandemic going on and we're not able to produce and create and do the things that we were able to do even four or six months ago. And so everybody is kind of looking at podcasts and looking at the internet and looking at finding other ways to express themselves, to keep the fire going, to be, to still be inspired. And I think I'd like to just kind of talk to you a little bit about how your career or um, how it impacts and helps you when you're able to get back on set or get back to an audition or get back to whatever it might be, how having this other outlet and having this other way of engaging with people, with other creatives has improved the ability to, you know, show up as the expert you are when it comes to actually acting and performing. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, the biggest thing is that having something else that you love that you're passionate about can just really take off a lot of the pressure (laughs) when things aren't showing up in the other area. Right. So like I'll have times and it it is interesting. um, There's probably some, I don't know, trends in, in my behavior, but like when I feel like I'm having a lot of success in one area or then maybe the other one dips down which I think maybe is a result of me putting more time or energy or whatever into the other thing. Like, for example, if I'm having a really good month with coaching, maybe things aren't going as well in my creative life. But I also think that my like neither of those things would be going well 100% of the time. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. I think just having something to kind of like bounce back between just kind of gives you such a broader perspective of like, okay, this isn't like my one little thing. And so if I go and I have an off audition, it's like, that's okay because I helped three people create results in their lives, you know? And, and I mean, vice versa too, right? Like if I 
had a launch that didn't go as well as I hoped, it's like, oh, well, I did get to have an amazing rehearsal tonight. And I think that that, you know, is something that you can cultivate in yourself, regardless of whether or not you have two kind of volleying passions. Like Mm -hmm. if, if you just have one, then you can like, you know, do that mental work to be like, to keep yourself going. But it's a lot easier for me to just kind of have those two things because I think that they really feed into each other. And I've created a, I mean, it's crazy too, like how connecting with artists as a life coach, now I'm working with creatively too. Right. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, really what it comes down to always is just meeting people and sharing your work. And so, because I kind of have the same audience in both of my endeavors, it just Mm -hmm. blends really beautifully. Um, and yeah, but I think, I think the main thing is just like being able to show up from a more empowered place of not like, I I mean, and I've been, uh, I produce, so I've been on the side of casting and, you know, especially with acting, you can, you can smell a desperate actor from down the hall. Right. And so (laughs) I think just being able to show up and not getting all of my self-worth from how this one audition goes, in a day has like helped infinitely. Right. And it's, it's interesting. Like, I feel like my creative career took like the biggest leap forward in this last year when I also was coaching. And I think it'll be interesting to see what, you know, progress. And I think, you know, progress in create creative things isn't always linear because a lot of the time you're building momentum that can't really be seen. And so it kind Mm -hmm. of feels like this, like high highs and low lows, even though it is growing and building. But I think, yeah, it will, it'll be interesting to see how I feel like that growth will continue. Like I, I'm like the more successful I become as an artist, I know the more clients I'm going to have as a coach. Right. Mm-hmm, and the better mm-hmm. I'm doing as a coach, the better I'm showing up in my creative work. And so I just think that that growth is going to be exponential in both of those two worlds. Totally get it. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why I am so big about the idea of expanding online is because it, beca- it you create those two worlds. You have your in-person, whatever you're doing in your art, you have that space, but then you also have whatever you're doing in the online space. And they can feed off of each other, like you were saying. One can lift the other up when it's having a, ba- a lousy time. And, you know, and so I think that when we embrace the fact that we can do more mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to, we don't have to eat away at one thing in order to do the other. I say this a lot. What I find is uh, that. You want to spend as much time as possible in your zone of genius. And that doesn't have to be a singular zone of genius or a singular entity. But when you are in your zone of genius, you are where your skill sets and your passion collide. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so you've got a skill set. No question about it. You can, you know, produce and you can be on stage and you can do these things and you can coach. And you would think that those are disparate, but they are both within your zone of genius and they they feed off of each other. And the other reason why I love to use the, the word collide is because the longer you spend in your zone of genius, the more expansive it becomes. You know, like mm-hmm. when you have an explosion, it starts with just two particles or whatever it is, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. 
So when you embrace adding something else deliberately into your life and into your career path and into your legacy, then you are spending, you're doubling down on the opportunity of your, of spending more time in your zone of genius. And you don't have to go into food service or nanny or whatever it might be to (laughs) pay the bills. Seriously. And I think, yeah, I just, I mean, even more specifically with me, it's like, I love coaching because I love listening and understanding people. Right. And that's also why I love acting and why I love writing about people. Right. And so I think just to your point, I was like, there are so many ways to find, and you're going to feel so much more empowered if you're finding ways to stay in that zone of genius and finding ways to let those things collide. Then just to your point of like feeling like you're always like, for me, it was like I was working at a gym before, which was, Mm -hmm. you know, like passing people towels. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, and I think just like having spending more time doing the thing that the things that I'm so passionate about have just like grown exponentially. Totally makes sense. It absolutely feels, you know, it, it, it's where we want to go. It's where we want to be. And you know, it's funny you mentioned the gym because I was a personal trainer for four years and I spent Mm. some time in a gym as well. And it just wasn't where my passion was. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I realized is that I, as much as I enjoy working out, I love, you know, the the human body making it do things that it couldn't do before. I love watching my 11 year old do her gymnastics. She's phenomenal, you know, but it's Mm -hmm. not where I feel like I can create my legacy. And I think that that's a lot of what doing something in your career is all about, is creating that legacy. So if you had any advice for the listeners right now um, who kind of have everything kind of in one bucket and they're feeling like it's unfulfilling or they're putting undue stress on themselves because they're not making the income or the impact that they are desiring, what would you say to them uh, to help them expand and to look beyond the rim of that glass so that they can see what other opportunities are out there? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, And I was also thinking when you were talking about being a trainer for a while, how it's so easy for us to pick something that isn't our zone of genius. Like it's almost easier to be like, oh, well, I'll try this. This seems successful than to go like for me kind of finding like I I did try becoming certified as a as like a workout instructor for a while. Like Mm -hmm, it took mm -hmm. me a while to, to land on the thing that is in the in our zone of genius. And I think that that is because it's so much scarier to do that. Like if I had become a fitness instructor and quote unquote failed at that, it would have been a lot less painful than to quote unquote fail. It's something that I do love and I am passionate about. So, um, but all that to say, I think that we're really resistant to knowing what we want to do. And so a lot of the time, this is, and this is something I talk to like all of my clients about that seems to be the most helpful. I like made a podcast about that, that has like four times as many downloads as any of the other ones, <laughs> but is when you're at this point, like you're saying where you're like, I know I want something else, but I don't know what it is. And what I always say to those those people is that you actually do know what you want. You're just letting yourself stay confused because it's a lot scarier to know what you want because then you have to risk going after it and failing. And so um, and our brains are always looking to protect us from rejection, from danger, from whatever. And so it's like safer to feel confused than to know what 
you actually want, but you usually do actually know what you want. And so um, my, like, whenever this comes up with clients is always asking, okay, if you did know what you want, what would it be? Or what's your best guess at what it would be? Um, And asking yourself from the powerful place of like, if I couldn't fail, if I could have a successful side hustle doing anything, what would it be? Because usually the inclination is for us to look for from the worst case scenario, right? From the least amount of rejection or failure possible, which is why we end up choosing these vocations that are not aligned with what our, you know, more abundant self wants. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think just like reframing the way that you're asking yourself what you want that to be. And instead of looking from the worst case scenario, asking yourself to answer the question, okay, if I couldn't fail, then what would I do? And usually when I ask my clients that question, they know the answer within like five seconds, even after they've been like, well, I just, I don't know. I've been thinking about it. I don't know. And then you say like, okay, what's your guess? If you couldn't fail, what would you do? They always know. So trusting that you do know what you want and then going from that place and then taking the next step forward to create that. Yes. And I love that you said taking the next step forward because that's exactly what we need to do. Nobody is going to lay the bricks for you, for you to just walk down that path. The first thing that you have to do is say, okay, this is where I want to go and put that first brick down and then put two or three more bricks down and figure out, okay, where am I now? And which way is this path going to go? Because none of us follow linear paths like we were talking about earlier. We don't say, okay, I am going to go and get my my Bachelor of Fine Arts in whatever it is, and then I am going to paint a masterpiece and it's going to be sold for $10,000. Right. And then I'm going to go and I'm going to be um, creating five pieces of work and they're going to be picked up by the Museum of Modern Art. And nobody... Nobody does that. (laughs) Wouldn't it be nice if that worked, though? (laughs) Kind of, but then there's no adventure. I mean, I think that, you know, we're on this this life and this journey. Uh, It's an adventure, and it's fun to know where we're going, but not necessarily to know every twist and turn. And I guess this is kind of me giving permission uh, Mm. to the listeners right now, and you kind of affirming that, that it's okay to just go down the journey and to say, I want something more. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I, yeah, I think just to your point, we do get so caught up in being like, you know, I do know what I want, but I don't know how. And letting that block us from just taking the next step. And yeah, I think just to your point of letting yourself take that next step, because we do all want a handbook. We want a manual, which is why I think You know, I get requests from or emails or DMs from people all the time that are like, can I just pick your brain? I want to take you to coffee to ask you how to do this. Mm -hmm. And like, it's always funny to me because I'm like, I could tell you the exact steps and it still wouldn't work for you. Right. But it's we just have to get over not knowing how things are going to happen and just take the next step that leads us towards that expansion. Exactly. And I mean, and that's part of the reason why I've developed my programs the way that I have is that they are a guide, but they are, and you know, and a roadmap, but they're not a blueprint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for and, sure. Yeah. And that's a lot of what life coaching is all about. And that's why I think that it's such a valuable uh, opportunity for people if they are trying to figure out where they're going is to work with someone who can, you know, 
find a couple of the of those benchmarks that you want to reach and help you kind of see the ways that you can get there. But I also think that coaching and teaching are both really great avenues for creatives um, because you already think outside the box. Mm-hmm. You're already trying to find different ways of doing things and you're better suited, I think, better suited to adapt and to embrace your clients or your students or your members or whatever type of platform you're creating because you're willing to think outside of the box and to and to follow your gut. And there's just so much opportunity And I think that we're kind of in this revolution where artists are going to just like percolate to the top of the food chain insofar as providing opportunities for others. Again, like I said before, we're in such a crazy time right now. This is the time where we have the opportunity to shine, where we have the opportunity to find our second passion and to spend more time in our zone of genius. So I I just really like the way that we've kind of framed this conversation out, but I want to make sure that we leave things um, with your wisdom. Um, and so I would love to ask you, Whitney, for you to just kind of share parting ideas or, you know, something that'll help the listener take that next step or take that first step or lay that first brick and then also to share where people can connect with you so that they can, you know, follow what your journey uh, and your podcast and all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I honestly feel like the the most wisdom that I have is kind of just echoing what we've already said, which is just that, you know, using trusting your own voice and not trying to find a a, a, like a blueprint for it. And and that's the thing with coaching too, is that it's not about me giving you a checklist and you coming back and reporting whether or not you did it. I mean, we do develop strategies and things like that together, but really it's learning how to trust your own intuition and trust your own voice because that's the real skill. And I think also it's so interesting what you were saying about, um, you know, artists being in such a good position to do this. I think the artists are in the perfect position to become entrepreneurs because, um, you know, an entrepreneur really just has to have a vision for something that doesn't exist yet and bring it to existence. Right. And that's what we as artists do every day. Like we see a vision for some sort of artistic piece and we bring it to life, whether it's a character or a painting or whatever, we let that unfold. And so if you have that skill as an artist, you also can use that skill. It's not that you're starting from ground zero. You're actually coming at a huge advantage to becoming an entrepreneur to be starting your own thing. Um, But yeah, that being said, like, of course, if you would like to work with me, coaches help you see your blind spots and see the thoughts, the limiting beliefs that are keeping you from taking the next step towards creating that life for your for yourself. So if you are interested in coaching with me, um, go, you can DM me at Whitney Uland. Um, I also have a website, which is www.abundantartistcoaching.com. Um, and that's where I have links to my courses, my podcast. You can get on my email list where I send weekly coaching tips. Um, and if you're ready to take it even deeper, you can sign up for a consultation to work with me, uh, one-on-one and get on my list for my monthly group calls as well. 
Very cool. We will have all of that linked up in the show notes. And um, Whitney, I want to thank you for being on the Expand Online podcast and um, to invite you to be part of the Expand Online community, which you can get at expandonlinecommunity.com, nice and easy, which is where we talk about this and every podcast episode, as well as actionable tips for actually expanding online without the overwhelm. So thank you again so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Isn't Whitney inspiring? I so thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I didn't want it to end. So let's continue this line of conversation over in the Expand Online community on Facebook. You can get there by joining us at expandonlinecommunity.com. I will be back next week with another solo episode discussing getting over something that I think is big and huge with a lot of artists. That is online self-promotion. Have a great week. I look forward to chatting with you in the Expand Online community and I'll be back with that episode in one week's time.